Hello everyone, my name is Alexander Sun, and welcome to Opening Nights. I am here with Sean Gearhart, Kevin Hernandez, and we are sponsored today by our wonderful friends at Ace Studios for helping us make our very first podcast episode at their photography studio. So today we're going to be talking about our review for Endgame. So um, Sean, do you have any thoughts about uh, the overview of the movie? So going into Endgame, we this would be the end to essentially the Infinity Saga, even though the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home movie is coming pretty soon, and that's mm-hmm. the official end to the Infinity Saga. Uh, we're pretty sure that's a pre- uh, prequel to before the events of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are probably going to be looking at Endgame as the final arc for the Infinity Saga. Just to cut you there, Sean, um, the trailer actually came out today. Oh, yeah? And it's a continuation after. It's oh, the, really? It's oh. The after. That's why I sent it to you earlier Is today. It? I couldn't watch it. I was driving. So, yeah, so basically, <laughs> um, it's, after to- it's after he dies because basically okay. the, whole, the trailer is basically just him moaning about why um, he has to fill Moaning? In. He was basically like, like sad, basically. Or mourning. Mourning okay. Okay. because of Tony's death and why he was um, sad and how he has to fill up his shoes. He has yeah. big shoes to fill, basically. That's the that's the that's the next level of that movie, basically. I, that makes sense, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you should have sent me. Trailer. You should have just sent me. Like <laughs> you should have sent you the trailer. Well, and then I w- she's like, okay. Well, no, I was driving here first of all, but anyway, yeah. but yeah, no. But so. that's why I sent it to you, so we didn't have to talk about Far From Home. All right, no, I feel like that's a good thing, though. Yeah, but, that's a good thing to know. Yeah, but now that now that we're talking about that, um, so initially we need to talk about like what we were kind of what we were like thinking about what the film was going to be. Um, so what were your initial thoughts of what you were thinking was going to happen? Uh, well, you had actually, uh, Kevin here, had actually talked about uh, time travel right before we went into the film. Yes, yeah, so um, I actually, I don't know if it was a spoiler or not, but basically a year ago, they released set photos of a reenactment of the um, first Avengers movie, the New York battle scene, oh, okay. where Captain America was actually in his um, classic uniform. Oh. So everybody started speculating, so did I, that there has to be some type of time travel involved in the movie, either with the time stone or some type of manipulation in some type of way. So that's all I really knew about the movie going in. I didn't know anything else besides that. Honestly, like when we were watching the trailers for the movie, I was extremely excited for it because of the fact that they were hiding so much. Mm -hmm. Um, They even leading up to that, they were like, we're not going to show you anything except the same scenes over and over again, except um, we're going to show Ant-Man being alive. Like, that's it. And I was like, all right, I'm totally down. Um, um, I remember uh, watching the trailers. They showed that uh, scene with Iron Man in uh, in space after the snap had happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going to happen to Iron Man? Oh, like, I know. How are they going to get him back to Earth? Right. And uh, Speaking it, of that scene, I think that was such a huge cop-out, in yeah. all honesty. Oh. Where just like Captain Marvel just showed up and he's like, oh... I'm going to save you now. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing. Okay, so, like, when I was watching that, I was, like, I felt... Okay, so, like, overall, I'm going to have to say, in my opinion, the movie was really good. When we were going to the movie theater, like, leading up to that, I felt like we needed to be there a little bit earlier, but at, like, 10 o'clock at night, I was very hysterical. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, really craving, like, food. <laughs> 
And so... <laughs> so we went to BJ's. Oh, God. And we thought we would have enough time to order something. Oh, we uh, did. <laughs> and BJ's is like this restaurant here in uh, Reno where we are. Um, and so... It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. A it's, a, it's a chain restaurant. Uh, whatever. But we went and we thought we would have time to order food. No, we didn't have time. No. So we ended up ordering an appetizer plate and just sharing it. We weren't even able to Dude, finish all we the We were appetizers. scarfing down that whole thing. Uh, like, that was you scarfing it down? Okay, I'm sorry. I was holding an avocado roll in my hand. As we were just running as to we're, the movie. As we're running. And then she's coming up to me and saying, you better finish that fucking plate. <laughs> Because I was like, dude, we're all we're all spending this money on this thing. We gotta go and like, oh man, that waiter. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that was fun. That oh, was it was so fun. The waiter had like no idea what was going on. Well, like, because he's like, are you guys like high? And it's like, no, we're not. We're just ha- we're just trying to watch a movie. And we just want to watch we're a trying, movie. We're trying to watch this movie so we can set up this podcast already. So. <laughs> But yeah, no, like overall, like when when we're leading up to that movie, I I did miss we did miss that shot of um, Hawkeye. No, not Hawkeye. We we missed the shot of Nebula and Iron Man really bonding on the ship, which mm-hmm. I had oh, yeah. which I had to figure out um, later because we missed that, which we should have we should have not we should have not eaten yeah. that much food. <laughs> so yeah. but, um, I see I saw Avengers Endgame again, uh-huh. and like I saw the beginning of it. The only we only missed two scenes the first time. Oh okay. Oh, One okay. was Hawkeye and his um, daughter who were basically <gasps> training in front of the um, in front of like a park basically oh, um, and basically um, she was practicing shooting her arrows to a target next thing you know um, was it um, when the snap happened that's when right when the snap happened oh, so basically no. he turned to grab something and the next thing you know the dollar disappeared the mother disappeared and all the kids disappeared oh. and then it shoots to um, Iron Man in a spaceship with um, Nebula just playing um, football like the paper football oh, stuff oh damn and then that's where we picked up so we were literally just like two maybe three minutes behind all right everyone else which isn't bad that's not no, bad that's not no. bad at all well i just i had a quick question okay so like what were the good things in the movie when what were the good things in the movie and what were the bad things in the movie like we should start with the good things um that we initially talked about in about the movie oh absolutely i think um i think them like trying to find everyone was really good like i mean finding out that um is his name? I forgot. I fa- I forgot Ant Man's actual real name. Scott. Scott. Like I I actually liked that whole scene where like he came oh, back yeah. and he was like he was like what the hell happened and like everything was destroyed and then he found out that they thought he was dead. Yeah, the vanish scene that well, was like. I think insane. the only reason he went there was because he was looking for his daughter's name. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to make sure that none of his like family members were dead. Right. He just so happened to see his name instead of like Cassie's name, which is the daughter's which name. Which is which is good. Which like honestly. threw him off her loop is like I'm not dead, I'm right here, you know. Yeah, and he had no idea how long it had been. No. That's why he was super confused. What really gate what really got me in that scene was just the fact that there were so many columns like, you know, like in an actual war which oh, was yeah. which really gave that which really gave you that he- heavy settle unsettling feeling that this actually really happened and there was a lot of people gone and they didn't deserve that mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't there to fight a war they weren't there to you know they just vanished all like out of thin air yep, you know they were the victims basically yeah which was which is kind of like a, which is kind of like what happens when what happens in war you lose a lot of victims but like that was like that was intentional like that was that was really hard for me to really swallow and like and 
watching watching um scott see his daughter age so much in the movie mm-hmm. must have really like haunted him kind of in a way where like he just I wasn't been there yeah he wasn't there to see her and grow. that was like one of the major like character uh, arcs for scott was being there for his daughter and the fact yeah he just wanted to be there for his daughter and to have just lost five years like that you can only ima- imagine like the mental effects that uh what how that would affect him yeah like um i obviously like after the movie i did watch a lot of reviews of of like some from like other people mm-hmm. and they do they so I, there was one that really got me was the movie was more about like recovery yeah and like having having all of these strong um superheroes all these people that you looked up to for many years which was which is funny because like when i when i was in high school like i think maybe sophomore year um i was i was inspired by the first avengers movie so the first avengers movie was like what really kicked me that into that headspace where i was like yeah i want to get into film yeah you know what i mean like and watching all my favorite characters like basically getting beaten down for the very first time which honestly was a really which is which was fresh to mm-hmm. me personally and i think that that's what they really needed was that sometimes you can't always win in real life you can't always win and i really liked that i liked how steve um was trying to be the bigger person after the snap like and was trying to like get everyone together um yeah he kept trying to look on the good side and trying to uh, move on yeah yeah even even though that like what's funny about that whole scene is like steve is kind of a hypocrite because he still can't move on from the past of him being frozen in time because technically mm-hmm. he was kind of like in his own he was kind of like in his own end yeah. game for like a while yeah <laughs> because like in the first like in the first avenger captain america movie like he lost everyone that he loved mm-hmm. and he was the only one alive so like having to go through that second time of like losing everyone that you've met over again is probably something that he had to overcome again. I think it was easier for him, in all honesty, than anybody else. Yeah. Because you know, in that scene where um Scarlet is um crying, mm-hmm. um after that meeting, and you see um Steve walk in all optimistic. Yeah. Well, it's because there wasn't much more for him to lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he's already gone through it once, so it was easier for him to move on. He had already lost everyone. Well, yeah. Then he... just the fact that he had found Bucky was just a stroke of luck. Exactly. It was, like, totally coincidental. That's why he is the type of person to not let go of the past. Why do you think he always has the picture of that girl um, in the locket, basically? Yeah, I yeah. mean... It's the thing that he keeps fighting for, you know? Yeah. That better life. That yeah. what-if moment. And yeah, and honestly, like we got it. Like honestly, like seeing that in every character. Like obviously, when Iron Man comes back, he's like completely distraught. Like, like he didn't know if Pepper was still alive. He didn't know if that recording was gonna be for anyone. You know, in the beginning. And like, mm-hmm. what was really, what really hit me hard in like the movie was having everyone together, but also knowing that they're all willing to die for this. Just to like, just for everything to at least be normal again. You yeah. know what I mean? And the uh, all the like previews and all the like posters and trailers kind of like uh, showcase that fact that mm-hmm. this was like their last chance. Yeah. This was the last chance. Chance. It for was them a redemption. Bring... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is one thing that I really want to talk about in the Avengers movie, which is 
America's ass. <laughs> this is America's ass. This is America's ass. And like, well, no, we got we got to talk about it because I mean, like the fact that they were like mainly talking about how like Captain America had like the thickest ass in all of Avengers. Like they didn't they didn't say anything they about knew. like they, they knew they knew that he is just that. Well, here's the thing: I would rather have Captain America. As, as my America's ass because Captain America embodies that, you know, that type of ego and that type of, like, you know, that pride that a lot of Americans have. Like, yes, like, if I want someone to be like, that is my ass, I want Captain America to be that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was tight, though. <laughs> it was tight. I mean, what's funny, but I have to I have to agree with Tony on that one. In the first Avengers movie, that, those pants did nothing for that ass. Like, mm-hmm. that nothing. <laughs> nothing. You think no. it got better over time. Then. Hell yeah. That, have you seen that thing? I'm like, yes. It's <laughs> like a fine wine. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I mean, now that he's, you know, now that he's older... Does that thing just kind of like if it's if it, we have to salute to that? Does that thing like you know? <laughs> do flap? we have to salute? Do we have to, to salute it? to it? It's just like <laughs> flapping in the wind because he's now older. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like that's funny is that like those comedic moments is like what really kind of like helped the film a little bit in my oh, personal yeah. opinion. Like, um, we've talked about this a lot beforehand, and we were talking about how we have some disagreements about the time travel aspect of the film yeah um i know that sean i know that you had a lot of issues with it yeah and we've talked about it i will i i still disagree with you on it just because i did like how they went back to those films just so that every character can recover from the past uh well my main issue with it is that it just felt like they were reaching too much. And Mm -hmm. I felt they wrote themselves into a corner where that was the only solution. And I feel from a storytelling aspect, they were just going through, like, the same things like past Avenger movies have. Mm -hmm. Especially with the five-year time jump. Because uh, it was, like, recovery... But this, like, it got past the whole recovery yeah. and just went straight to, oh, well, now we need to get to the action. Yeah. And, well, I, I think the reason why they were also having some kind of technical issues with it is just because um, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out literally after that as well. And yeah. they had to figure out how to bring some characters back that they've explained in the comics that some Infinity Stones, to get them, you can't get people back. Yeah. Which was kind of which was kind which of was the soul stone. Yeah, so it was kinda of conflicting when we had to have Gamora and we also had it very conflicting when we have Natasha. Mm-hmm. So we those things I kind of understand from like a script writing perspective as to why they kinda of had to do that. Yeah. And going with that theor- with that type of quantum theory really helped them make it make it a l- make it more I sense. I don't think they did a bad job with the time travel aspect of the no. movie. I have more of an issue that that was the aspect of the movie in the first place that that was what they chose as the story. Yes. I think they could have told a stronger story without time travel and paying homage to past movies. The only yeah. thing you could do, well, the only reason you could even do that with this movie is because we have all these movies to fall back on. It's more mm-hmm. of a retrospective than anything else. Yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about that just a little bit because you know, does the film have merit by, by itself? itself? Yeah. yeah. From a technical standpoint, yes. Just because it's a huge cast, they were they were juggling with a lot of different elements. 
had no other movie that I know in recent memory had a tackle besides this one. So from mm-hmm. that perspective, I would say yes. The story isn't the best thing in the world because if you were to watch it as its own standalone movie, it probably wouldn't hold up as well if you don't have any history behind mm-hmm. it. Which I can understand where you're coming from, Sean. Where yeah. um, it's not as perfect as it should have been. Yeah, you could have gone a different route with it. Mm-hmm. Even though I've watched all the Avengers movies and all the uh, and most of the Marvel movies, I think I missed uh, Thor: The Dark World, uh, Thor: Ragnarok. I think a lot of people and watched Black Panther. I think a lot of people missed Thor: The Dark World because because uh, I know don't don't judge me for not seeing Black Panther. It's on my list. All right, no, it just came out at a bad time. It's, it's a good movie, but what I'm trying to say is though is that like I'm I like the homage to it. I think that. Um, I think that they did a really good job, like, going back to it. Like, they, they kind of satisfied, like, some of the fans. Like, having Captain America say Hell Hydra is oh the weirdest thing. Yeah. And, like, I mean, people kind of wanted it. You know what I mean? You like, know they why like... they put it there? Yeah, because yeah. because Captain America can be that. Yeah. I... No, it's not even that. In the comics, he mm-hmm. was That's what I'm part saying. of Hydra. So, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was a recent comic book line that where yeah. he was actually Hydra for a second. Right. So And people were like, that's so unbelievable. That's not something Captain America would do. I mean, if he had a lie just to get into it, yeah, I totally, I totally believe it. Yeah. Um, mm. But I do, like, okay, we have to talk about that battle scene. Mm-hmm. Like oh my oh god, my god. everything like, about that, how it was choreographed, it was thirty and how, minutes and it oh went my by so god. fast. It was it went by so fast. That's just because we were liking it so much. The well, fact that it was thirty minutes though, like that's that's fucking amazing. I yeah. mean, you gotta you gotta admit, like there's a lot of, and I'm not trying to bash on the movies, but what I'm trying to say is, you can make a badass battle scene for thirty minutes, in like in a lot of recent in a lot of recent films, like. Like, the really crappy one, Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. That one. That was pretty bad. I actually timed the... I actually timed the battle scene. It was, like, 15 minutes, and it was just, like, five people, and it was pretty dull. Mm-hmm. But, like, with this, seeing, like, not only everyone coming back, but, like, through the portals and, like, oh, see... Oh, my God. That was so cool. Oh, my God. And, like, having everyone from all the movies coming back There was to always fight. something going on. And it worked really well. Well, they had to have it like that because if not, it would have been too cluttered. Oh, yeah, it yeah, been, definitely. Um, yeah, so that was really good there. The fact that, like, you couldn't see what the fuck was going on was, like, what made what kind of made me think in the back of my head, like, first of all, fuck yeah. But also at the same time, like, we had ten years worth of movies. And the fact that they brought almost ten years worth of movies into that one fucking scene with everyone that we know, that was amazing, first of all. Um, I, so to go back to like me watching other reviews and stuff like that from like, um, like Chris Tuckman, he's great. And I watched, um, there's like he, she reviews. Stuckman? Stuckman. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm bad at names, but like also I'm, I, I watched, um, I think it's he, she, per, he, she reviews. He's like the one that like does the, how it should have ended in like the animations. Oh, okay. He, oh, okay. I watched his review and. There was this there was this part where he said there was um there was a lot of conflicting moments with um Thanos and how like you know he was like undefeated with the infinity stones and without them it was like it was almost like equal which was kind of weird what do you mean equal like equal in like strength to fight against like it was kind of weird watching someone who like was undefeated was like was 
almost like unbeatable with the with the Infinity Stones, but he was also still almost unbeatable without them. So you gotta yeah. take that into consideration that this is a different Thanos altogether. This is pre Guardians of the Galaxy Thanos. This is him before he started his hunt for the Infinity Stones, which no, started he in the had first... started. His no, he hunt. started. He just started they, his hunt in the scene. Well, yeah, uh, they this... were searching for exactly. The this Infinity was Stones. right when he started. So yeah. this is still considered a pre search Thanos to where it's fine. It just locked up. So yeah, this is a pre. It's a pre. Um, it's a pre Thanos where he's not searching for the stones yet. So he's not there yet in terms of strength. Maybe maybe there was something that he was still trying to find in terms of strength. But in terms of that, that was still pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that. Yeah. I mean, Thanos is just a powerful entity on his own. Just by himself. Because uh, even the Hulk, like he had trouble, like even like wielding the Infinity Gauntlet. And yeah. Thanos was Can wield able all to... of them. Well, you gotta remember, this one is a different type of Hulk altogether. So yeah. it's a, he's significantly weaker. That's true. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he has the smarts put into him. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Actually, can we talk about the Hulk? Oh, dear Lord. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about him. Okay, so first impressions, what did you guys think of it? Uh... I had to warm up to him. It was it was honestly kind of weird seeing like the CGI was great. Like I can see, I can see like the oh, actual, absolutely. I can see the actual, like I could see the actual it was just Mark a Ruff- shock value. Well, it's just like, I can, see, I can see Mark's face in it, but at the same time, like I was like, Oh my God, I'm like differentiating between Mark and also seeing the Hulk. It was weird. You know, like it was just kind of odd to me. Yeah. I know? thought it was an odd choice. Yeah. I thought it was a really odd choice, especially it, it, like, I feel like it didn't totally fit. I think it matches up with the quality of the incredible Hulk. I, I mean, like <laughs> professor Hulk was just like, I, okay. I hated the fact that he dabbed. I just, I could, I don't know why. I was just like, I cringed really hard when he dabbed. I know that he was doing it for the kids, but I mean, watching, yeah. having a person that grew up with the internet and then watching the stupidity of the internet and then seeing the fact that Hulk dabbed, I'm like, ah, no, I don't want to do it. It, it, it didn't work. It, it just didn't work. I mean, it, it worked up until near the end when he got used to him. Yeah. I think... It took a lot to warm up to him. It took a lot to really, like, get near that kind of thing. I don't know. It was just weird. But, um, yeah, what about you, Kevin? What did you, what did you think about him? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be one of those things that I was never going to see in my entire life. Uh, it was like a weird cross. It because, was weird. Um, I Professor think... Hulk was actually relatively new, early 2000s when he was introduced. Oh, okay. So I, w- I always thought, no way. This is something that's never going to be in film. It's too out there. It would just not make sense. And yeah. it did. And it made sense. And then they did it. And then they did. <laughs> the only critique I have about this is uh-huh. more of um, the struggle he had to go through off screen. Mm. That kind of makes me mad in the sense that we didn't get to see that. We progression. didn't get to see the change. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see the process. You know. Maybe they should make a movie on that. Yeah, that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, honestly, they, honestly, a Hulk movie should have redemption. Just, yeah, they should. They they're should never give... gonna make their own solo Hulk film. Uh, the only reason why Universal owns the solo distribution. Damn rights. it! Uh, so, so okay. this is what they did as a compromise. So, if you if you notice, um, Hulk has three movies to his name. Yep. That mm-hmm. has come out recently. That That's okay. basically his um, character arc. Yeah. So Kevin Feige, the director of Marvel, was like, he went up to Mark Ruffalo and said, hey, what do you want your character arc to be? Since we can't give you your own solo movie, we're going to have to squeeze you in in the other movies. So it started in Ragnarok to where mm-hmm. he was conflicting with himself and trying to find the sense of humanity. Mm-hmm. And then in Infinity War, where he lost um, the first time in a really long time 
and they kind of hit home for him yep. so Hulk wouldn't come out because of that crippling fear. Mm-hmm. And then now with Endgame, to where um, they both accepted both what happened in um, Ragnarok and Infinity War and came to the conclusion of, well, we let's combine both of them together mm-hmm. and be a stronger character overall. I think that though I think that's a pretty like solid thing for Hulk. I mean, I I do I do believe that he really needed to be one with himself. I mean, cuz you know, he was dealing with that power struggle for such a long time, especially it's kind of like um what's that it's what uh Jackal uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, basically yeah. that's what Bruce Banner was. Well, yeah, that was his inspiration. Yeah, yeah which absolutely. Was, yeah, so like, I mean, seeing them like work together as one. I mean, yeah, that's perfectly fine. It was just, it was just kind of weird to like get used to. I, I thought it was the next logical step. Yeah, it made sense. Okay, I got to talk about this one thing because it really shocked me, and I like loved it. I loved that Captain America had the fucking hammer. Oh yeah. I mean, I That was so cool. See, Holy that, shit. That ties back to the um only in this movie can it work, you know, mm-hmm. because it yeah. yeah, it calls back all the way back to that scene. To Ultron, yeah. To Age of Ultron where they were doing that party scene where he did grab it. He made it nudge a little bit. Yeah. So they were like you're you're getting there, not completely you're not fully worthy. there yet. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, what's funny is that like Cap like Cap like he did. He really like showed that he was worthy of that hammer. He's a man of the people. Yeah, he's a man of the people. He would sacrifice Absolutely. himself. I kind of wish, I kind of wish Tony had it. Just like maybe like one time. I, no, he was I know, he's too arrogant to be. That's true. That's mm-hmm. 100% true. But when he when he gave up his own life for that, I felt like he was worthy of just a little bit. Just like just a little bit. Not like not like he needed it, mm-hmm. but just because I was like, god damn, you know? So during the during the first Avengers movie, there was a scene with Cap and Iron Man talking to each other for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cap said to Tony, you're the first one to run away from danger. Once your head is behind a corner, you're the first one to run. Um, take away the suit and what are you? Mm. So he was like um, a scaredy cat, you know? Yeah. He was not ready to give his life up just yet because he was still egotistic and so selfish. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. his character arc, I think, started there yeah. with that. So him sacrificing himself in Iron Man... It's kind of like him having the final say, the cap saying, "I'm um, Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. Um, I am. I'm more than willing to give my life up for the people." Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think him having a daughter in Endgame really helped uh, change his character mm-hmm. and push that fact even more. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out um, not only Iron Man's character development, but if we talk about if we talk about like the the, t- the yeah the time travel aspect. Um, we do we do know even from the very beginning that Tony had a huge conflict with his father up until um, up until his father passed away when he was in his teens. So seeing that not only progressively in the movies of Iron Man, but also seeing that progression in Civil War of how there was that huge conflict with his dad and him trying to you know be rebellious and then having that last the, that last conversation almost being like a hateful this like scorn one mm-hmm. really affected iron man so like having that past having his past um dad talking to him basically without tony being born yet like really i feel like helped him be okay with himself like i feel like that kind of almost finished his arc like near the end yeah. for him and also also having a daughter was like the ultimate sacrifice to basically say i will do this for anything to protect the people that i love Mm -hmm. so yeah having a daughter and also having that having that 
conversation that last time with his dad i think really helped him make that choice to say i will be selfless selfless and and help out and make sure that this will be okay even if i'm not part of it you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. i liked it too i liked that scene a lot it really brought home that um he's evolved from the first egotistical alcoholic person that he was in the first movie mm-hmm. to a family man basically yeah right yeah so he's come a really long way and basically him giving advice to his own dad about himself really brings home how much he's grown how much mature he's become as mm-hmm. a character yeah absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. um i want to talk about the uh, easter egg with his daughter um, oh. So she says, "I love you 3,000." Yeah. Oh, so no. <laughs> after Spider-Man: Far from Home, the total uh, runtime of all the movies will add up to 3,000. Oh really? And, far from home because far from home is defined as the end of the Infinity <gasps> Saga. No, is it? it is interesting. That's so, sad. so uh, I love you 3,000 is supposed to be a direct reference to that. Oh, so the entire so length of all the movies up until this point, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really cool. That's super um, cool. No, that was totally planned. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh man. I mean, that really killed me. Yeah, I know. Dude, I was like, I love you 3,000. And I'm like, no. Oh, it was so cute. Oh my mm-hmm. God. It was, I mean, him having a daughter, first of all. Like, I liked how, like, he was kind of, like, kind of himself still, like, with his daughter. He's like, He's like, shit. And then she's like, shit. And he's like, don't say that. That's, don't say that That's word. mom's word. And then he fucking says it like five minutes later. <laughs> it's because I'm talking about some serious shit. That's like, I'm talking about some serious shit. Like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, uh, I mean, I, you remember, I called it too. I didn't say that he had a daughter, but like, I felt like for some reason I was going to have a feeling that like Iron Man was going to... I was like, can oh, you? I, I think you said, I swear, if he has like a kid or something. Yeah. Like that. I swear, mm-hmm. if he has a fucking kid, I want to see Iron Man like show up to show up to her preschool or like show up to his to show up to her school. Like if that if like his teacher like whatever like she would say like, yeah no she didn't do really well she like she she accidentally slapped Stephanie because she, like she took her juice box and it's like she has detention. And then, like, I could just imagine Tony just, like, either, like, getting a suit and just, like, is this enough detention for you? And just, like, shoot. <laughs> Not, like, shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, maybe. Intimidate. Yeah, intimidate. Like, do you want to put my daughter in, in detention again? No? All right. <laughs> I, I can imagine seeing that. You know what I mean? Like, because I can imagine, like, Tony being that, like, super protective, like, dad and just being like, you don't fucking touch my daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I can't really. What's funny is that I did like that he didn't have a son because yeah. I felt like that would have been another character arc to really, like, you well, know. I, I felt anyway. like it probably would have repeated the character arc with Tony and his father. Yeah, which I didn't mm-hmm. really, I didn't really like. I was, I'm glad that he had a daughter to really soften him up. I mean, that's kind of Hollywood, kind of like to soften him up. But I felt like it worked in I, this I case loved scenario. It. Mm-hmm. I love that he had a kid, and I love that, like, I love that, like, she was like into technology too, and like found his mom's helmet, like her mom's helmet, not his. Yeah, yeah. It was. I liked it. I mean, honestly, like. To sum up the entire, like, movie, I loved that it was, I felt like that was the best ending for the series as a whole. Like, just, like, just to end that, just to end that entire, like, war. You know what I mean? Like, that whole power struggle, trying to defeat Thanos, trying to save the entire universe. I really think that that was the perfect end because it hit, I honestly, for some reason, I felt 
like like um captain america was actually going to go back in time somehow because i really wanted him to have that happy ending with peggy carter yeah i mean let's talk about that scene let's talk about the final end scene all right um basically the cap scene Mm -hmm. i actually want to say that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie oh god it's so good i feel more um empathy with um, cap than iron man in all honesty so yeah so him not deciding to stay in the past i think is more selfish of him than anything else the more selfish i've seen him in a very very long which is awesome yeah you know he really Mm -hmm. deserved that he did because he was the only one who couldn't let go and i think the other characters in that scene understood that Mm -hmm. well of course yeah even bucky did well bucky 100 percent understood what he was what he went through so Mm -hmm. um it was still selfish of him to do that but absolutely seeing Mm -hmm. him wait there um and the bench at the exact same time, oh, seeing no. him old, seeing seeing him old, and is kind of the hit audience home. just saw him and they knew. Well, I yeah. knew too. I saw that and I was like, "Wait, did like Captain have a have a kid?" Like at first, I was like, "Did Captain have a kid and send his kid?" But then I was like, "Wait, no." Oh my god, no! You know what I mean? Like yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, "No!" Because you knew <laughs> that that was an end of like an entire character. Oh, Even my god. though it's a huge plot hole in the story, I don't give a shit. Exactly, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Well, I've actually figured that out because I was like, "What happened to the other?" Right, past like cat? what happened? But like now five I get versions. It because when we talked about the quantum theory, mm-hmm. uh, the past cap was still found because the current cap went back in time. And even the past cap was still there, and when he went into the ice, he was then found in the future. I got you. You still, you yeah. still, you still. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so cap is You're still there. My brain. So basically, um, he went back to the forties. I get right it. Right before he got frozen, because nobody knew he was cap. Oh. Basically, he was still frozen, but he still lived his life. Oh. Yeah. That's basically what what it is. Yeah. All right, all right. Even though, no. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Hell from no. A, oh no. It doesn't from a make quantum sense perspective. Fucking no. That's from why a, Nebula is from still From an emotional standpoint, it's fine. It I does love not. It. I mean, yeah, no, it did not make any fucking sense. Right. But I loved it. No, I from an emotional it. standpoint, it just makes so much sense. You know? I mean, I first of all, I I actually did watch the Peggy Carter series, which I was actually kind of sad that it didn't get enough ratings to continue on. It had two seasons. It had two seasons, but it, it actually carried on to trying to focus on a third season. But then it got, but then it got um, canceled. But what I'm trying to say is though, is that like I wanted Peggy to have that life with him. And yeah, no, bitch settled when in when Civil War when like Cap saw that she married someone. Yeah, no, that well, yeah, bi- was she gonna wait forever? Okay, well, no, obviously not. But yeah. that, but that bitch settled, oh, and she confusing. knew it. <laughs> well, yeah, They're like you were not gonna wait forever. You know, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I don't want to be a shriveled up little woman and not yeah, no, no, no. and not have a life. You know, I get it. I get she, it. She had to have a life, but she settled. <laughs> She totally settled. I mean, who wouldn't want? Who? Who okay, wouldn't first want of all, America's when ass? you peek, when you peek at fucking Captain America, you're gonna be like, "There's nothing else." Well, yeah. yeah. There's nothing who, left. Who wouldn't want America's ass? <laughs> who wouldn't want America's ass in your bed? <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want that? You know what I mean? Like, there is. But that's the thing, though. Like, Peggy was meant with Cap. Absolutely. And, and it was destined. It was just the fact that. It's kind of. It was kind of like a really shitty hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought had, it was gonna happen. That though. had like fifty years time gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think he was gonna get the final dance? Oh no, de- definitely. Fuck yeah. no. I thought. Well, dude, you're gonna die alone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he mm-hmm. was. He was so. He was so in love with Peggy. He was. He was one of those. 
he was basically like the dream guy back in like was, world like well he was a scrawny little like nobody you know he was the all-american guy he was the all-american dude and he was also that one guy that every girl wanted that was like i only want one woman only and i don't give a shit you know and what I mean? Like, is my woman. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. That was weird in Civil War when he kissed his daughter, her daughter. Oh, well, that was I was so gonna weird. say that was fucking in Winter weird. Winter Soldier, they set up a love interest, which was Peggy's daughter. Yeah. You remember that? I don't. I I'd rather cringe to death than remember that. Mm-hmm. But I, they were trying to set that up, and, and Cap was just like, no. "Fuck no." Mm-hmm. I you I I like your mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, or your grandma. I like your grandma. I'm sorry. I like <laughs> your be, grandma. Your grandma? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she's like. Dude, that was like World War Two. Okay. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> like, no, it's grandma. It's probably great grandma at this point. It's great grandma. I like your great grandma way better. She was better than Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, no. I mean, personally, I I I liked I liked the ending. I felt like they they cut everything, and it was great. I mean, I can't I can't ask for anything more or less. Like, I mean, I, I've stated my opinion several times. Yeah. I, I think they could have told a better story without going back in the past mm-hmm. and oh. without paying homage to other movies. Right. What would but you have done then? I, I told, I've, I've told you. I, I don't think Thanos should have uh, destroyed the Infinity Stones. Right. Because yeah. he snapped again to right. destroy them. Well, yeah, That's tem- how they found where he was. Well, yeah, Temptations, because, um, you know. Yeah. I, I, I understood it. I just felt his character it could they could have told a better story i just think uh, that... but i think what we got in the end was still really 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 good well yeah you could only do that because of time travel i could because without time travel cap wouldn't have gone back to the yeah. past yeah and things like that yeah there was plenty of things that happened within that movie that they would not have been able to do otherwise mm-hmm. but i, I still think they could have told a better story than what came out i mean yeah no because they're if, someone who had never seen yeah. the marvel movies and just went to see endgame because i'm sure there are people who did that because we're talking about a movie that had the biggest opening in history well yeah but um, i think that's idiotic in all honesty oh. i mean I, I think it's one of yeah. those things where if you haven't seen any of the movies what are you doing i mean, I mean i've well, met people yeah, that have not watched any of them and the, just watch endgame there's mm-hmm. reason as reason as to why someone may do that Mm-hmm. And as a standalone movie, it's just kind of okay. No, yeah. But as a fan of the movies, Fucking who loved has it. gone and seen like a lot of the movies, it made sense for them to go back in time mm-hmm. and pay homage. If they were to uh, end it right there, I would be okay with that. Yeah, I feel fulfilled. I I've feel seen satisfied. So many things that I think I would never seen in my life that I'm like, okay. I can die in peace. This is this is nice. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it, it was a really really good end. Um, it, it's kind of interesting to think about where do we go from Endgame. This is a really good donut. That's what makes it so exciting and scary at the yeah. same time. Because um, you could basically cut it off right here as like just the original Avengers like arc or saga or whatever you want to yeah. call it. it. And it, basically from here, we're going to just deal with all the new characters, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, yeah. Captain Marvel, etc. And we know we still have another Guardians movie coming. Of mm-hmm. course, yeah. And we have a Spider-Man movie and coming. And we got to deal with the whole Gamora situation. Well, yeah, that's all going to be compelling and then stuff we'll get, yeah. the third and then movie. We'll, then we'll get X-Men. Somehow. Not, we got all that shit. I mean... Somehow. <laughs> but honestly, I think, I think this is a good way to end it, honestly, because I feel like we've hit all the points that we wanted to. I feel like... I feel like we're satisfied as a fan 
to really see this ending and to have a happy ending after the struggle that they went through. And to be honest, like every director from from past and present movies that they've made have done a phenomenal job with what they've done, especially for the MCU, mm-hmm. for specifically for this series. And yeah, not every movie's perfect. No. But no. But we 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 actually enjoy the flaws that we see just so that we can get those endings. Yeah. And to be honest, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. As a person who wants to get into film, sometimes I just want a really fucking good ending, and I don't really care if it's, like, flawed out just a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah, that's the thing about story time. If the story is compelling, it, it, it negates all flaws. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Sorry, I mean a donut. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it's Bavarian cream. It will be coming ASMR. It will become ASMR, <laughs> just, like, just like mouth. Mm-hmm. But, but no, I honestly... Honestly, I think we should like end it here because it it was really good. But um, yeah, I was fulfilled. It was an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I w- I've seen it four times already, and I still cry every single time. So that Solid Tony movie. scene is mm-hmm. oh, oh, that Tony scene is devastating. Yeah, but um, thank you for everyone that has been that has listened to the end, <laughs> and uh, I hope everyone that has enjoyed our podcast um has a great day. And uh, thank you again for our sponsor, Ace Studios, for uh, letting us use their um, their amazing studio for our very first podcast episode. And uh, hopefully you'll hear more in the future. And we'll be talk about our second episode. All right. We're going to talk about we're going to talk. We're going to tell you a sneak peek for our next second for a second episode, which is going to be Detective Pikachu. Pika Pika. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe tomorrow, maybe next Sunday, um, we will be talking about the trailer for Sonic. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) All right. Okay, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.